On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports fan perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Wednesday, December 29th. Ian Cameron, uh, ready to break down a Wednesday NHL card. For this uh, Wednesday, we've got six games on tap uh, in NHL action. Uh, of course, lots of fluid, changing personnel issues in a lot of these games. Uh, and we'll try definitely to fill the uh, uh, gaps, if you will, and give you as much good information up to the minute uh, information too, as well as who's in and who's out for uh, a lot of these uh, teams uh, in NHL action tonight. Uh, let's get right to it. Uh, we'll start with the, uh, by the way, before, actually before we get to yesterday, usually, you know, when it's a bigger card, we jump right into the card. But I do want to bring up last night because obviously the first thing that stands out big time about what we saw last night in NHL action was sloppy play, teams hemorrhaging goals left and right. And clearly that was the case last night uh, in the NHL and the return following the break, just an insane amount of goals. Certainly, if you had the Grand Salami over, good on you last night. Uh, you cashed that with relative ease. Nine goals in the Montreal-Tampa Bay game, nine goals in the Vegas-Los Angeles game, and 15 goals in the game that we actually kind of expected to be the lowest-scoring game of the night, Arizona uh, and San Jose with an 8-7 to seven final score. Uh, I guess James Reimer's uh, goals, uh, goals against average and save percentage is going to take a little bit of a hit last night. Uh, in that game uh, after the uh, San Jose Arizona game. So 3 and 0 over easily full game first period overs all three went over the total as well. Does that carry over into night with a bunch of teams once again playing their first game following the break? Devils, Sabres, Rangers, Panthers, Predators, Capitals, Oilers, Blues, Flyers, Kraken, Canucks, Ducks and all of these teams playing tonight did not play last night. So it's the first time stepping on the ice for all of these teams. Does the goal barrage continue tonight in the NHL? That's the question. I don't ever suggest or recommend blindly betting anything uh, just because of uh, one particular night. Uh, but do keep an eye on this uh, with this these first period overs and full game overs. Certainly it combined 6-0. and oh last night first period overs and full game overs in the three games but definitely and i said this on twitter doesn't mean i'm going to blindly bet every game over tonight but i'll see you in hell before i bet an under tonight on this card i'll say that right now 
That's just not happening. That's a dark statement, Ian. That is. <laughs> it's a dark statement. I just wanted to make sure it came across serious to people. <laughs> I will not be on an under tonight. And it's not like I'm on many unders to begin with. But I thought you were taking a shot at me, man, for last night. Yeah. No. <laughs> for the Coyotes. Yeah, no, I thought, it would, that would, would, that, I thought that would be the one low-scoring game last night as well. And it, I'm just happy just you don't lose more definitely. money for how bad your bet was. I'm happy that yeah. you don't lose more money for if you're really, really wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because... If that was the case, it wouldn't have been a good night for me last night with that game. But hey, that was only my only loser. Yep. And the good news is it only counts as one unit. Doesn't matter how bad you lose the bet by. Uh, boy, oh boy, eight seven. I have the under five and a half. Tough luck there. <laughs> no, that's right. I mean, at least you don't have to sweat, or it's not a heartbreaking loss. That's the yeah. the good news at a game like that. But uh, yeah, no doubt we got Andrew McGinnis by the way joining us now as well on this uh, Wednesday show. Let's get to it. We'll start with the New Jersey Devils and the Buffalo Sabers. New Jersey minus one forty road favorites, five and a half, six being the total here uh, in this game. I, I do have a bet on this game from a side perspective and. Certainly from a totals perspective, I would lean over the total. And I'm, I'm not leaning anywhere but over in every game tonight and would lean that way. But I do like a side. And I have I, that's the one thing last night I did not do was bet a side. I didn't like any, any of the games from a side perspective last night. Uh, but this game, I do like a side. I'm going to take the home underdog price here with Buffalo for as riddled as they are. I think there's a situation. First of all, I like the way the young kid is playing in net, Uka Pekalukanen for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, he's going to be in net tonight once again uh, for this game for the Sabres. They're at home, and, and and people are saying, well, this Sabres team coming off a massive COVID pause that has ravaged the team. They weren't playing well. Well, look, have you seen what New Jersey's done lately? It's not like they're playing well. It's not like they're uh, lighting it up right now. And to be honest with you, Mackenzie Blackwood, who's going to be in net tonight for the Devils, he hasn't been playing well for weeks in fact, you can make a case that Lukanen's actually playing better in net right now uh, than Mackenzie Blackwood. What I like about the Sabres coming into this game tonight, though, coming off the COVID pause, we know they haven't played since December 17th, 12 days, but it's been a 10-day layoff for New Jersey. New Jersey's lost six in a row. Buffalo's just 2-8 uh, and eight in their last 10 games. But when you look at Buffalo, you know, they almost beat Washington uh, in a shootout. They lost 3-2. Lost, uh, they beat Winnipeg 4-2 in one of the last games with Paul Maurice behind the bench. You know, 3-2 against uh, Minnesota. They upset the Wild in a shootout. They took Pittsburgh to overtime and, and lost 3-2. You saw competitive efforts from the Buffalo Sabres before the break. And the one thing I like, and I'm reading a lot of stuff about Buffalo the last two days, trying to get a sense of where they're at. They are pumped to have a couple of these Vegas Golden Knights that they acquired in that trade making their Sabre debuts tonight. Alex Tuck, we've been waiting for him for a long period of time to finally, and he's a Western New York guy, you know, grew up in the Western New York part of the state, right in the Buffalo area. Sure, he's going to have people in attendance, whatever they can, family, friends, uh, to cheer him on in his first game with the Sabre. And this guy's a good player. We know that. We saw what he did in Vegas with the Golden Knights. We saw the great playoff performances he had offensively for that team the last couple of years. And don't uh, don't sleep on Peyton Krebs either, uh, the other guy that they got in that uh, deal uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Jack Eichel trade. Uh, there's no doubt I think he's going to be a guy that's going to develop. He's only 20 years old, you know, and he plays the center ice position. It's a difficult ask for a young kid right away to be great at that spot. Give him time to develop. I think he'll be a solid player. Uh, again, the ceiling is the question mark. Is he going to be a star player? Is he going to be like a bona fide top line player? Who knows? We'll wait and see. But I think the ceiling is there for him to be a consistent, reliable top six forward contributor. 
to a to a solid or an improving team. We're not solid team yet with Buffalo, hmm. but down the road, I think he's got that chance to be that kind of player. So you just get that infusion of new faces, not only new faces, but players that are going to, I think, be pretty good for this team in the long run. Tuck, uh, Tuck will make an immediate impact in my mind, uh, and certainly uh, Peyton Krebs could develop into a solid player. And more than anything. Look, there's a lot of variance. There's a lot of randomness here these first couple nights after the break. We saw it last night. You know, Montreal almost upsets Tampa Bay. Arizona gives San Jose all kinds of issues last night uh, in that game. You know, there's a lot of, you know, laying a price, a moderate price or any sort of price on a, on a moderate to bigger favorite, I'm not comfortable doing that. I wasn't comfortable doing that last night. I'm not comfortable doing that tonight, especially when you're talking about a favorite like New Jersey that's lost six straight games coming into this game and is now minus 140 on the road uh, against a Buffalo team that I think brings a, a renewed amount of energy uh, to the ice tonight with these two guys bringing their making their debut uh, for the Sabres tonight in Tuck and um, Peyton Krebs. Now, we can't ignore the fact that they're still very much riddled with the COVID situation, Skinner. Skinner, uh, Casey Middlestat, Drake Kajula, uh, Colin Miller, Vinny Hinnestroza, Zemgus Gjergensen, uh, Robert Hag. I mean, there are still a bunch of uh, key cogs missing for Buffalo. But I think you get great energy from them. The young live legs come into, to, to, to the forefront tonight and play a solid game. Great effort, I expect. And, and having Tuck and Krebs, I think, just gives them that, uh, that rush of adrenaline. And I think you get a good effort tonight from Buffalo. And that's all I need. I think to take them here, plus 115, plus 120, the current price with the devil's struggles, with the Blackwood losing his confidence the last few weeks in net for them. And again, this Uka Pekalukan and this young Finn for Buffalo, he just continues to be rock solid in net for them. So give me the home dog here. I like Buffalo, a lean to the over as well. Andrew, what do you think? Devils and Sabres. Yeah, first of all, Ian, uh, action-packed night. You and I on the show yesterday. Uh both our best bets cashed. Happy to see it. Uh, both of us thought we'd see, you know, uh, we both have that same agreement as far as the uh, the legs take some longer time to get back on track. But these players don't lose their skill. And boy, we saw that yesterday. Pond hockey out there. Uh, and these teams tonight, like you said, haven't played yet. Uh, all, all new teams tonight in action. Uh, and I was using a metaphor earlier today, you know, talking about the NFL bye weeks, Ian. Um, some teams, you know, go into a bye week on a losing streak, come out that bye week and turn things around, turn the, the, you know, the other page here. I'm looking at a team like Florida, uh, you know, for to turn things around after coach Q was let go. They were a disaster defensively. Um, but look at even New Jersey, right? They played a Pittsburgh team, pretty good defensive team. They played Detroit. Who's just up and coming. Lots of youngsters. They lost to them five, two, then a Vegas team puts a five spot on them. You can go down the list here and see that every single team besides the Philadelphia Flyers uh, in the last 10 games for the Devils made them look foolish. You know, what better team to have a bye week uh, is what I'm going to start calling this, um, you know, than the Devils right now. There's several teams that are going to benefit off this. And I'm not saying this to disagree with your underdog position. I'm saying that there is an over opportunity here in this game as well. Uh, there's over opportunities in some teams with, you know, uh, that are higher up in the standings hundred percent, but there's an over opportunity here. I was on the over, uh, the last time these two teams played, I've been over on, I think the last several meetings between these two teams. And if you take a look at, uh, history between these two teams, um, average score 3.67 for the devils, three goals for Buffalo. Um, 
uh, average amount of shots for Buffalo. Uh, last couple of meetings here, we've seen upwards of 36 shots on goal per game here, uh, around, you know, 24, 25 for Buffalo. Um, but power play goals have been there. I think that when you see two teams kind of in the bottom of the pack ish area, um, I look towards overs and I think that you look at teams sometimes that are in the top of the pack, let's say a Tampa Bay and Vegas type thing. We saw them go over before the break ended here or started, but a lot of times I think it's a big misunderstanding that when these two teams go together, that might not be great. They're going to be great against each other because they're both so crappy defensively. A lot of the time, when you see a team go together, you know, we got like a Boston and Pittsburgh, let's say, that's when I look towards an under skilled, more skilled players. I'd say more experienced players. I'd say they're more experienced defensively as well. So um, we obviously have New Jersey with less COVID stuff to worry about. Buffalo getting some players, like you said, from that Buffalo acquisition. I like the over here. Not, not a big play, not my favorite play, but I do like it here today. All right. Like in the uh, over here in this one, um, the, I, I agree with the fact that teams that are skating going into the break, a long break, a long pause, like what we've seen sometimes are good bets, but I, I like good teams in yeah. that situation. Well, that's why that's, I'm on the side, right? I'm on the total. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, for Florida, we'll get to Florida. Florida is the next game uh, on the card. Like that's a team that you want to watch out for, you know, maybe in a situation like this tonight. And look, that, believe me, I was looking at that line all day uh, and last night and saying, why am I not taking the Rangers here? Uh, mm-hmm. at this kind of price here i mean it's just like the rangers are not chopped liver to be plus one whatever it is here plus 160 plus 170 against the florida panthers and feathers there's not a big gap between those two teams but we'll get to that great transition so anyway andrew to wrap this one up uh like in the over here in this game i'll have a small bet on the over too and a little bit more uh stronger opinion for me on buffalo here plus 115 plus 120 as home underdogs hey Great stuff here from Chris Otto here. New Jersey, Buffalo, second period over 16-4. Uh, last, last 10 combined. That's good stuff. They, they do, Chris. And that's a good point about the third periods where they've uh, – and a lot of these third periods lately, they've been tied games or even Buffalo leading in the third period these last few games that they've played going into the break. So you're right. They've tightened it up later in the game. And you can't argue about that second period. And certainly if this is like a no score or one nothing game after the first period, that really makes that maybe a strong look. New Jersey, Buffalo, a second period over uh, in this game tonight. Uh, as Chris Otto mentions, who does just the omens work, uh, tracking all the team totals and period by period totals all season long. Uh, Chris saying 16 and four to the second period over uh, between these uh, two teams. Uh, in each of their last 10 games. So there you go. Uh, New Jersey, Buffalo, second period over might be something to look at here uh, in this one. All right, we got Rangers-Panthers, the game of the night. And usually when you see on the marquee, uh, you see one of the games on the card that I put in the title uh, for the uh, each Ice Guys show on YouTube. And for sure, for me, this was the game of the night. Rangers uh, and Panthers. We've got Florida minus 175, home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Florida, Again, we're talking about a good team that didn't play well going into the break. Three straight losses for their last five. Uh, they lost going into the break. Uh, they lost uh, to um, St. Louis in overtime. The only win was against Arizona, which <laughs> isn't saying much for Florida in the last five games. They lost to Colorado. They got absolutely beaten up by Ottawa, and then they got trounced by L.A. 4-1. to But the Ottawa game, the L.A. game, uh, COVID-19 was really, really hamstringing this uh, Florida Panthers team, and they really dealt with it uh, big time 
uh, going into the break. And they really could have used the pause as much, if not more than any team with everybody that was out and, and unaccounted for. And now you turn the page to tonight. And other than, you know, a depth center and Noel Achari, who's been out for a while, and Ole Ulevi, young defenseman, and Marcus Nudavara, who they got from Columbus in the offseason. Uh, other than those guys, this team's relatively healthy and good to go uh, for this game tonight. I mean, they've got basically everybody ready to go. Jonathan Huberto was in and out before the break. He's playing. Anthony Duclair, same thing. And, of course, the big one, uh, their captain, Alexander Barkov, uh, he will be in the lineup on the ice tonight for the Florida Panthers. So aside from a couple minor absences, a couple, you know, it's all hands on deck tonight for the uh, Florida Panthers. So when I started, saw how greatly the uh, player personnel issues cleared up for Florida prior to this game, because my initial lean was how the hell can the Rangers for sure, for sure uh, in this game? That's what kept, I, I still lean Rangers. Don't, I think it's a great price for them, but you just worry, you know, with Florida now, getting all their ducks in a row, all their top players healthy, ready to go for this game tonight. They'll be on the ice. You know, do you get that kind of mindset from Florida? Hey, we got to right the ship. It didn't play well going into the break, and we got to turn things around. That could be the case here uh, in this game. Rangers, it's not like they uh, played awesome either going into the break. They lost three of their last four, shut out by Nashville, lost to Colorado. Barely beat it. They also only beat Arizona their last four games going into the break. And then they lost in a shootout to Vegas in their final game uh, before the break. So, uh, but I still like this. There's still a big price to be giving this Rangers team. There's no question. Uh, Ryan Strom's been good lately offensively. We know it's a bandage at all year. Capococco started to uh, light it up. Chris Kreider's had an incredible year for the New York Rangers as well. Uh, but still, it's it's a team that uh, didn't play their best either going into the break. It's it's a big price to be given the Rangers. And more than anything, they're expected to have Igor Shosturkin. Uh, it looks like he hasn't played since December 3rd. Remember, he suffered a lower body injury right at the beginning of this month. And there's rumors, there's whispers he's going to be ready to return tonight, although that hasn't been confirmed. I think he's active. I think he's healthy enough to play. It's just a question of whether Gerard Gallant goes forward with him as the starting goalie tonight uh, in this game. I think he can, if he could uh, play, I think he's able to, but it's just a question of whether the Rangers end up going with him in net tonight uh, in this one, or maybe they save him for maybe Friday, their next game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But we could see the return uh, of Igor Shosturkin and obviously Sergei Bobrovsky, who didn't exactly play great going into the break for Florida. Uh, he'll be in net for them. Uh, I'm passing on this game, but I do lean Rangers a little bit. I just, I just worry Florida brings their A game tonight. Got everybody back for the most part. Three-game losing streak going into the break. It would shock me if Florida doesn't bring uh, close to an A game tonight. Andrew, what do you think here, Rangers and Panthers? You know, uh, I look at this game, and I, you know, my reaction was very similar to you. I was like, what is this price right now? You know, looking at that game, the, the odds. Um, but I'm telling you, I'm going to stick to what I believed and what I thought uh, as far as that, you know, the bye week metaphor I'm using kind of thing. I think it helps them a lot. I think it helps Florida a lot of help. I think they're getting a lot of guys back. I think they're getting healthier. I think they got some time to kind of practice, some time to go over things, regroup a little bit. And I think you and I can both agree that NHL is one of the biggest what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sports. It's how I do a lot of my handicapping, and uh, it's big momentum sport. You saw what happened with uh, you know, Vancouver. Uh, I think that they're going to be excelling out of this little pause. I think they're going to do well. Um, and I think that... The Rangers, and I'm going to get some hate for saying this, and I, I want your reaction to this, Ian. 
I think that they're a lot. I don't know how to phrase this. I think that uh, their goaltending, as much as people say how great they are, and you've heard me praise Shesterkin and some of those guys, I, I think they've got great offense. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like it's really under-talked about that how how quality their defense and goaltending has been. You know, they have goal scorers, but let's not sit here and act like, you know, their forward group is just tearing it up every night. They're, they're allowing quite a few goal uh, scoring opportunities the other way. Their goalies are making key saves. Their blue liners are stepping up big time. This is not just the forward show here for the Rangers. And if their scoring slows down at all and they hit any bumps in the road, uh, you know, I think that you might see some teams catch them that are starting to play some good defensive hockey. That's just my take. But I think everybody loves the Rangers. I like the Rangers too, but I'm not putting them as, you know, my cup favorites by any means. And it just, I'm I'm not a big, you know, public side, all this, the sharp plays, but it just you see everybody talking about the Rangers like they're this Stanley Cup winning team already. And I'm just not really buying it quite yet. I have to see it, you know, come to fruition. Do I think the odds of what I'm seeing tonight should be the case? No. Um, would I potentially look at Florida and regulation tonight? I would. I genuinely would here. I think they get right back on track. So uh one thing I, I have to mention, I'm I'm surprised you didn't mention this because you always mention these big trends. And and if you did, I apologize. Ten straight overs. Did you meant 10 straight overs between these two teams? Yeah, that's that, that's remarkable. Uh, that's yeah. true. I, 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 I had it wrote written down that that was the case, but I uh, did not mention it. But yeah, that's hard yeah. to go against that. And, you know, and, and, and some people like to say, well, you know, I don't like long term trends like that. These two teams play often. I don't like to look at trends back from the 1990s either. But this is 10 games and that's 10 overs and a lot of goals from both teams. A lot of power play goals as well. So. I wouldn't talk anybody off the over here, but I do like Florida and regulation tonight, Ian. All right, liking Florida and regulation. And uh, yeah, it was just Sturkin back. I, I didn't bet the over yet, but I did see uh, and notice the same thing you did with the 10 straight head-to-head overs right. uh, with these uh, two teams. However, I will say this, Rangers, five straight unders going into the break. They were playing a lot of lower scoring games and even Florida, three of their last four before the break went under the total. But we've seen instances before where, you know, the, maybe a team's playing a lower scoring uh, brand of hockey or the, the games are going under, going into a head-to-head matchup, but they get these two particular teams meet up and all of a sudden the goals start because the series history dictates that. So you have to uh, sometimes be a little bit careful with that, but uh, I still would only, like I said, I would only look uh, over the total here uh, in uh, this one. Uh, I haven't bet it yet, but you know, and that's me across All the I can think about is what you played. said at the start. Yeah. What did you say about you won't find me in hell betting on under? I'll see you in hell before I'll I see you under tonight yeah. on this Wednesday NHL slate. Especially, I mean, come on. I mean, last night it was sloppy pond hockey everywhere last night. I mean, the oh, yeah. number of gaffes, the number of hooking and holding penalties as well, and steps slow, which happens when you're coming off an extended break. Like I say, I think the break hurts defenses and, oh, and sure. goaltending for that matter uh, more than it hurts the uh, ability to score. I got some bad news. I. I just saw a tweet that World Juniors might get canceled as of maybe even as soon as tonight. That's brutal. And I, and, and wow. I just have to ask one question here. Do they not expect there to be any cases? Because if they did, then why would they even do this? That, I why would they yeah. even do the tournament? I don't understand. Yeah. Like There wasn't going to be zero cases because this yeah. virus, it, it, it's, it sometimes takes days or even up to seven days to pop up. One of those players could have had it a week ago or whenever. It's just absolutely absurd. But 
I, you know, and that's nothing against the safety of these guys because most of them are asymptomatic. No. But all of this organization, and, and now it might just get canceled tonight. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm disappointed and frustrated. That is. I mean, it, it, that would be a, a absolutely awful if it does end up getting uh, canceled. But the problem is they're using protocol from like early last year, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the problem. And uh, they haven't adjusted for okay, it's spreading more but it's less deaths. It's less hospitalizations. It's less threat to your life. Uh, There's a lot more people that are asymptomatic now when they catch the Omicron variant uh, of COVID-19. Can we not adjust protocol to reflect that and maybe, you know, let some of these players that don't have those harsh symptoms play. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's the issue. It's not so much that they didn't, they didn't, it's not that they didn't plan for the COVID-19 to still be here. They didn't plan to adjust the protocol to deal with what's going on right now. Uh, it's protocol. It's it's not going to work. Uh, like if you're going to hope to get a tournament in, you can't be using the protocol that the IIHF is using in this tournament or what yeah. the NHL did prior to the break. You know, you've got to learn to adjust. And even the NFL now is starting to pivot a little bit in terms of the asymptomatic mm-hmm. as, uh, people that maybe, hey, well, we won't test them uh, if they're not feeling those massive symptoms. So it's all about, you know, making adjustments. Like you say, we got to make adjustments as cappers, teams, on the football field or the hockey rink, they've got to make adjustments game to game. So does the people deciding protocol. And, and I'm not mad at the sports better either, Ian. Yeah. I'm mad in just, in, just in general. I don't Frustrated. even. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I'm sure we all feel that way. And uh, certainly in this country and, and Gordon Miller's right. And he said this on Twitter a bunch of times that um, people think Canada is the only country that cares about the world juniors. That couldn't be further from the truth. There's huge ratings in Sweden. In Finland, there are bidding wars with television networks in Finland and Sweden, uh, Russia, especially those countries, to get the rights nationally for the World Junior Hockey Championship there. So, yeah, this nonsense that only Canada cares about it is just ridiculous. I'm sick of hearing it. I mean, it's like it's Mm -hmm. might as well call it the Canada Junior Hockey Championship because that's the only country that really gets in that. No. Uh, exactly. trust me they're into it elsewhere uh, especially those great hockey countries uh, over in europe um all right so that's rangers panthers we'll move on to nashville and washington we've got washington minus 150 home favorites six the total in this one now nashville is one of those teams and certainly vancouver is one of them we'll get to them uh, later in the show where i'm worried about the break a little bit for them just because they were playing their best hockey going like nashville They've been one of the surprises to me. I mean, seven straight going into the break for the Nashville Predators, seven straight victories for them. Uh, Very impressive uh, run uh, by the Nashville Predators. And finally, they started to beat some good teams, you know, late in that streak. You could quibble early on. They beat Montreal. They beat Detroit. They beat a struggling Islanders team, the Devils. You know, not exactly a great litany of quality teams. But then the last few wins, you know, they beat the Rangers and shut them out in New York. They beat Colorado. Uh, five to two. Uh, and then of course uh, they beat Chicago in overtime right before the break. So uh, give Nashville a lot of credit. Matt Duchesne looks like he's a go tonight. There was some concern there, uh, but it looks like he is going to be in the lineup uh, cleared to play after suffering from an upper body injury. Uh, unfortunately, Roman Yossi's had an amazing year for them. 29 points already. Uh, he is in COVID protocol will not play tonight for the uh, Nashville predators. That certainly hurts, but you start to look at Washington here. Thank goodness they at least have Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Ovechkin, uh, Shiri uh, on the ice, but they're still very much ravaged at 
particularly the blue line. Mantha, Oshi, and Wilson are still going to be out tonight up front. Daniel Sprong as well. Don't sleep on his absence. Daniel Sprong's been a good forward for the Capitals this year. Uh, they'll definitely miss him. Uh, he's a guy that's been able to contribute offensively at times. But the big issue I have, Andrew, with Washington tonight, cluster injuries and absences on the blue line. You know I don't like that. I don't like that one bit about any team. When you're talking about taking four legit starting defensemen out of your lineup for a particular game, that's not a bet on situation to me. Uh, And when you look at it for Washington here tonight, you've got Nick Jensen, Justin Schultz, Martin Fehrveri, Dennis Chalowski out uh, for this game tonight. And you've got a patchwork all of a sudden uh, blue line going into this game if you're uh, the Washington Capitals. And that is a very big concern that I've got uh, about backing this team tonight uh, going into this game against a Nashville team that do you worry about the break? Yeah, could disrupt momentum. There's definitely some concern that's the case. The break usually doesn't serve the teams playing well going into the break, and it's not always a good thing for them. But you're talking about a, blur, a blue line tonight that is likely going to be down to, you know, Orlov, Carlson, Michael Kempney draws in, Matt Irwin's going to have to come in to the uh, blue line, and they're going to have to pull someone from the taxi squad to fill the uh, five and six spots uh, on this blue line. There's a huge, huge lack of, uh, or huge depth concerns, at least tonight, in the bottom pair for that Washington blue line. So I'm going to take a shot with Nashville here, even despite my concerns uh, with Nashville. You know, maybe the break disrupting the great win streak they had going in, but you're talking about a team that's playing solid. They're getting a nice, healthy number plus 130 and look head to head against Washington. You talk about series history, seven straight victories against Washington. It's hard to believe, but it's been, it's been proven. Nashville's played well head to head against this Capitals team, seven straight head to head wins uh, or yeah, seven straight uh, head to head wins for the uh, Nashville Predators. In fact, eight straight uh, actually four straight in Washington where they have beaten the Capitals. So yeah, I'm on Nashville here, plus 130. Getting that price with a team that was playing good hockey. Soros will be in net. And in fact, Soros, uh, you know, is not only playing well going into the break, but his counterpart in this game tonight expected to be Samsonov. He didn't necessarily play all that great going into the break. Kind of struggled. Like a state percentage declined a little bit uh, in the last month before the break in December. So, yeah, I'm on Nashville here. I'm taking the shot plus 130. I am more willing to take underdog shots these first couple days where there's so much uh, randomness in terms of results because the break is just going to throw everyone off. And I'll tell you right now, in games like this, I'd rather have the plus 130 dog on my side than the minus 150 favorite. I'll tell you that right now. So I'm on Nashville here. Andrew, what do you think? Nashville, Washington. You know what, Ian? I, I think on this show, I, I've you know I've come on and given out picks sometimes, and sometimes I've just pass and i think it's dog or pass for me in this one but uh i don't have a strong opinion and i like to be able to come on the next day and kind of you know say how my night went the previous night and i'd just be guessing if i gave out a pick on this one um there's too much going on here um i'm curious if nashville can keep it up i'm curious if washington can deal with some adversity it's a pass for me yeah nothing wrong with that um yeah there is concern definitely about that uh, blue line uh, for Washington, uh, yeah, certainly would lean over, but I, I maybe Nashville team total uh, over two and a half. I like that actually. I'm probably going to bet that a little bit. You can get Nashville's team total two and a half minus one twenty. I mean, all they need is three goals. Yeah, you got a four starting defenseman out of the lineup tonight for the Washington Capitals. That's a good play because you could easily, if you end up seeing a three two, you you don't hit that total. You know, no, 
I think that's good too. I'll probably tack on a little team total on the Preds as well, uh, over two and a half. And there's a scenario too where maybe the underdog uh, bet on them plus 130 to plus 140 loses, but they could still score three goals uh, in the game against that uh, Washington Capitol blue line that's depleted. And don't and wouldn't forget, you argue if they win the game, they score three? Uh, probably they would have to. Yeah. Because unless Soros' lights, and Soros has had games like that where he's been tremendous uh, in that, but uh, definitely. Uh, you would expect if Nashville's going to win the game, could they win 2-1, two, 2-0? Two, yeah, perhaps, but more than likely they've got to get to three. So team total, two and a half. I think that's decent value, especially when you factor in Samsonov kind of inconsistent in December and the blue line in front of him is definitely ravaged at the moment. So uh, that team total over two and a half for Nashville actually looks pretty solid here uh, as well. All right, we go down to Edmonton and St. Louis uh, next up on the slate. St. Louis minus 120 to minus 125. Uh, home favorites in this game, six and a half the total uh, in uh, this matchup. Uh, Oilers and Blues. Look for Edmonton. Uh, they had a tough stretch there where they lost six in a row and they went into the break winning their last two, uh, bouncing back against Columbus and Seattle. Not the greatest of competition, but still got the uh, victories uh, in those two games. We'll see if they can carry over that success here to this one against the uh, Blues. They already played in St. Louis back in November. Edmonton got the win five to four. Uh, in that game, the overs three, one and one in the last five meetings here uh, between these two teams. Uh, when you look at how both of these teams are in terms of COVID situation, you know, it's starting to get a little bit better for the Blues. You know, Billy Husso still uh, out, Robert Bortuzzo, Oscar Sunquist out, uh, James Neal, Braden Shen as well. Uh, but for Edmonton, definitely, uh, there's uh, some issues that they're dealing with here, especially on the blue line. Chris Russell, Darnell Nurse uh, out there. Uh, a lot of their forwards that are a uh, going to be missing tonight more depth players uh, when you look at it, but they are going to be without Cassian. And we know what a difference maker he is in terms of the four check, keeping pucks alive uh, in the offensive zone. And the really uh, bigger absence here on COVID protocol. I don't think he's coming back tonight is of course, uh, yes, a Puliarvi here for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Doesn't look like he'll be uh, suiting up here uh, tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, again, I definitely was strong lean to the over. I mean, you're talking about Mike Smith, making his long-awaited return uh, in net for the Edmonton Oilers. He hasn't played in a very long time. Uh, it's October 19. That's over two months since we've seen him last uh, starting in goal uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. It's been a while. Can you expect him to be sharp first game back? I'm not uh, necessarily confident of that. And Jordan Binnington in net for the uh, St. Louis uh, Blues tonight. And he didn't exactly play well. Uh, in a couple of his starts before the uh, break. In fact, going into the Christmas break, Andrew gave up three goals or more in three consecutive starts, Chicago, Tampa, and Winnipeg. So, you know, this definitely, you can understand why this total was six and it went up to six and a half. Uh, it, it could be high scoring. It could be pond hockey. And if there's any team that I worry about teams, if we see some of these mistakes defensively and miscues and blown assignments and missed assignments and gaps with the puck and, you know, hooking and holding and taking more penalties because you're a step slow defensively. If we see anything like we saw last night from a team like St. Louis tonight against what the likes of McDavid and Dreisaitl can bring to the dance, I mean, that is just going to be asking for trouble keeping the puck out of your own net. So for me, it'll be a small, again, because it's six and a half, it'll be a smaller bet, but going to take the over because I just trust these offenses more than defenses and definitely more than the goaltenders right now going into it. Andrew, what do you think? Blues hosting the Oilers. I'm right there with you. I don't care. It's a six and a half. Give me the over in this game. Let's see some goals. Let's see some sloppiness. These are two teams that I expect 
to show us both of that. And I think you made a great point. And it's something that I was going to say as well, is that we're looking at some depth players, key defensemen out for the Edmonton Oilers. Nuge is playing. McDavid's playing. Dreisaitl's playing. Yamamoto's playing. We've got some key guys in that lineup for them. And let's be honest. Remember that stat I riddled off for you guys a couple weeks ago? It wasn't the depth players scoring for the Edmonton Oilers. In fact, it was those depth players that were playing defense while McDavid caught his wind to go back out there and score them goals. It's just less defensive forwards now out there for the Oilers. And there's also some of that same stuff on the side of the St. Louis Blues. And uh, I disagree with anybody saying the Blues are going to go back to the old-fashioned style of Blues hockey because they have not committed to an under style of hockey um, the past month and a half. They are not that team anymore. They're a team that you want to look for shots on goal props. You want to look for power play point props if you can find it or power play goal props. I'm not sure, you know, about DraftKings. I should check it out uh, as far as the power play props. But uh, a Canadian book that I use, you can look, you can bet over one and a half power play goals. That is a bet I'm on for tonight in this game, Ian. I'm not sure if you would agree with it. I hope you would. But uh, I think we're going to see action in both these with both these uh, teams. And uh, it's it's unbelievable for me that you can get over power play goals at a pretty good, you know, plus price. And in general, um, you can get this at plus 120 at one book and plus 130 at the other to get over one and a half power play goals. And I think these two teams, you talked about hookings, slashings, the stick checks we've seen in yesterday's games. I expect a lot of that in tonight's game. Two, two very talented power plays as well. I'm not saying again. If I if you're gonna go with the first period over and the full game over in every game tonight, and look, it was three and zero first period over, three and zero full game over last night. It's okay to blindly bet them, I guess it is, but don't go crazy with your unit size or your amount. You know, yeah. try to keep it reasonable because you don't want to have it. You know, a, a theory like this, which you're just ba- basing off of last night's results blowing up in your face if you're putting 10 20 50 units on it which you shouldn't be doing anyway no no, uh, no. so that's why i say blind if you're going to blindly bet first period overs and full game overs tonight in every game based on what we saw last night keep the amount reasonable that's all i'm saying don't drill your bankroll over it in case you know things don't play out the way we think could there be more sloppiness and a lot of goals i i happen to think there will be tonight but again if you're going to go that route and follow the trend of what we saw last night. Cause I had a three different people on Twitter earlier today, DM me and say, do we bet every full game over and every first period over tonight? And this is my answer to those people right now. You can do that. Just keep the amount reasonable. Don't put a normal, like if you have a strong play, don't make that blindly betting every first period and over and full game over the same amount as you would consider a strong play. Right. Yeah, that's 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 what I would well, say. That's what I always say is like if you're gonna bet yeah. 10 games, the amount of money you bet on those 10 games should be different than if you were betting one game. That's how I bet personally. You know, if I have a low volume night, chances are it's a higher percentage on that one play. If you're spreading across a bunch of games that day, you shouldn't, you know, that that's bankroll management for me anyway. You know, if you're betting 10 games, I wouldn't bet the exact same amount as you were going to if you bet one. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's good advice. Yeah, Rich has it right. Pizza money, as I often say, exactly right. Uh, that's what you want it to be. You win the bet, you can buy yourself and order yourself a pizza. 
uh, when it's all said and done. That's exactly what you want, no doubt about that. So uh, Andrew and I both like goals uh, in this game. We both like the over. And that power, and I'm starting to look at it, and the more I look at it, the power play prop makes sense. I mean, you got two power plays that actually in recent games are, are clicking for these two teams. You look at Edmonton, they've scored uh, five power play goals in the last five games. Uh, the Blues have scored five power play goals uh, in the last five games as well. Uh, so, you know, short term, power plays are producing uh, for these two teams, the uh, Oilers and the Blues. We'll see if that continues tonight. All right, we go to Philadelphia and Seattle now. We've got the uh, Kraken, uh, minus 135 home favorites here, six the total. This is another total. Shocking. It's gone up from five and a half to six. Can't believe that happened. Uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, just, um, you know, you, you can understand why. And by the way, look who has popped in our chat. Alex B. Smith just checking in, saying hi. Uh, What's up, Alex? What's up, Alex? Uh, again, we hope you're doing well. It's obviously uh, been a tough time for you the last uh, week or so, uh, but we hope you're doing well. And it's a good time he popped in and when talking about this it game. It is great timing. He's, his one play is the first period over uh, in this Philadelphia. And I'm right there with you, Alex. And Seattle game. And, and, and you could definitely see that coming to fruition here uh, when you look at it. Certainly the Philadelphia Flyers. Under Mike Yo, it's been, you know what, find a way to score goals, find a way to drive up the pace of the game, and to hell with what happens at the other end of the ice. That's been what they've the way they've played under Mike Yo so far. And you're seeing it in their recent results. Really, since the coaching change, which was the after the Tampa loss, you know, this team has gone five and two to the over in the seven games uh, under uh, head coach Mike Yo since he's been in the interim coach. Five and two to the over. Uh, they played at a faster pace. They're starting to put the puck in the net more, but it's still not like they're shutting teams down defensively uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And you've got goaltenders that you just flat out don't trust. I don't. You trust Martin Jones? He's going to be the starting goalie here for uh, the Philadelphia Flyers uh, tonight. I don't trust him. And look at the last three starts for Jones. Seven goals allowed against Colorado. Three goals allowed to lowly Arizona. Three goals allowed against Ottawa, and that was a game I liked the over in Saturday, uh, the Saturday before the uh, Christmas break. Uh, I liked the over in that game. Uh, I definitely think it's a situation where you probably get goals here. And Grubauer, we've talked about him uh, incessantly here on this show all year. Uh, it's been a dreadful year by his com – com comparing the way he's playing this year to what he was able to do in Colorado – uh, last year it's not even close i mean 3.29 goals against average 882 save percentage that those are the numbers for philip grubauer it's not been good uh you once again with so many of these games you you definitely have concerns that there's some sloppy play uh, going on we just saw seattle give up five to edmonton final game before the break talked about how they've been a surprising over team this year uh seattle 19 and 9 to the over uh, oh, uh so far to this point of the season uh, I think it probably continues tonight. Alex likes the first period over. Andrew seems to as well. I wouldn't talk <laughs> anyone out of that. And certainly the full game over, which is that's the one I bet was the full game over. I actually got a five and a half minus 120. Even at six, I would still endorse it. Andrew, Flyers and Kraken. Give me the Flyers and give me the first period over, just like uh, Alex likes as well. Sounds like we all are on the same page here. And the funny thing is, you know, Alex is the one that kills these first period overs. He's been great for, for years with them. Uh, I don't do a lot of them, but I think that, you know, I, I try and isolate a few different spots. And the funny thing is before the break, I, I, I took doubled up and I rarely double up. It was the golden Knights and Tampa game. I doubled up first period, full game. 
I don't like doing that very much. Um, a lot of the reason that I don't like that is I remember like growing up watching people um, gamble and go looking at gambling Twitter, even when I was in high school, you know, I'm seeing people, you know, they're betting on Celtics first quarter, first half, third quarter, full games, you know, Garnett props, this guy props. And I just don't like that. You can't put every single one of your eggs in one basket. Um, not, you know, sometimes I will do the first period full game, but this game in particular, I'm isolating that first period, expect some sloppiness out the gate. Um, but I do like Philadelphia on the money line, and I have that bet locked in right now, Ian. I think they're going to get it done. I think they actually have underachieved so far this year. We've talked about how bad they were on the show this year. We've talked about some of their players not getting it together. There was a string of two, maybe two and a half weeks where they played well. And then I got people giving me a hard time for the stuff I was saying about them. But there's still a veteran group on this team. And Seattle, there's people talking about them trading away pieces already. So mix in the Tanav injury, mix in a couple guys in and out of the lineup, mix in Grubauer playing like he has been. Give me the Philadelphia Flyers here. I'm doubling up in a different way here, side and total, this time first period over. All right, uh, liking the uh, Flyers plus uh, one uh, fifteen uh, in this game, and also liking the first period over, uh, which you can get currently right now uh, at uh, minus one thirty five, minus one thirty to minus one thirty five or so. With that, uh, the one concern with the Flyers is they're a little bit decimated at center ice, uh, at the center position. Couturier's out, Broussard's out. Uh, you know they got to find some. We get the youngsters filling the third and the fourth line center spots tonight. And Morgan Frost and Patrick Brown uh, behind, of course, Giroux uh, and Kevin Hayes, your top two centers. So a little bit of issues with the depth at center tonight. But uh, see if the Flyers can overcome that uh, here in this game. And of course, Martin Jones. The reason he's starting tonight is because Carter Hart uh, is in COVID nineteen protocol for the Flyers. So. Uh, that's why Martin Jones getting the start. And again, we're talking about a guy that's given up three plus goals in uh, each of his last few starts um, and uh, concerning as well. But you could say the same about Grubauer on the uh, Seattle uh, side of the equation. It's not been the uh, season that he or Kraken fans uh, envision uh, for him by any stretch of the imagination. So uh, for me, I like over six. Uh, Andrew like in the first period over as well as the uh, Flyers as a small uh, road underdog. All right, before we get to our last game, Time to mention DraftKings, great uh, sponsors, great partners here at the Ice Guys and, of course, the uh, Hockey Podcast Network. And look, NFL's winding down. There's only two weeks of NFL uh, regular season football left. So uh, it is. there's not much time uh, available now to uh, take advantage of some of these uh, opportunities here. But uh, and the NFL promotion is, of course, any team scores a point uh, in an NFL game if you're a new customer. Uh, you can win $100 in free bets uh, when if that's the case. So that's the NFL offer. But now we've got an NHL one that we also uh, want to mention to you. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. A no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past a goalie in an NHL game. New customers, you can bet just $1 on any NHL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores. You don't even need both teams to score. Just one team has to uh, to find the uh, back of the net, and you're a winner there. Uh, you know someone's going to score, uh, so take advantage of it. Uh, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. And I can't wait till the day when I can read that promo and I don't not only say must reside in a DraftKings sportsbook Me state, too. but I can say must reside in a DraftKings sportsbook state or Canada. I'm waiting for that day. Or province. Uh, yeah. Yes, or province, exactly. Uh, it's coming. I believe it. Uh, the DraftKings is going to be here sooner rather than later. And you better believe I'm looking forward to that. And there's certainly a lot of people north of the border are uh, as well. But uh, there you go. DraftKings, promo code THPN. All right. Let's be honest here, Ian. You and I are talking about the DraftKings. We love promoting them. Great book. Lots of great stuff for hockey as well. But you and I, I won't speak for you and put words in your mouth, but I think it'll be 4x the amount of DraftKings talk on this show as far as hockey goes because we'll have it glued and we'll be making all of our bets through DraftKings as well. Obviously, we can't do that right now, but we're still mentioning them. We're still talking about some great boosts and props you can find there. I'm always checking the props for my clients uh, for doing video content, but the second that we get that air in Canada, I feel like you and I will be nonstop talking about it together. No doubt. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, the uh, north of the border expansion, if you will, uh, of the DraftKings Sportsbook hope happening, happening at some point uh, in 2022. All right. We're going to wrap it up with our final game on this Wednesday card, Vancouver Canucks, Anaheim Ducks, Anaheim uh, they open minus 140. They're pretty much even money now, minus 110 on both sides. Uh, the total five and a half here uh, in this game. Uh, now, I mentioned earlier in this the week that you know Vancouver was a team that I've been obviously been watching this show. I've been riding them every game under uh, Bruce Boudreau since he's taken over behind the bench. They're six and zero. Oh. They've won every game, and I'm continuing to bet this team until they lose. So you know right away I'm on Vancouver tonight. Uh, in this game. And it's not just that I'm going to continue. And just like with Nashville, a little bit of a concern that the, the break disrupts the momentum because clearly they had a lot of it. You know, Elias Pettersson, Connor Garland, Brock Besser, go on down the list. Their big guns have played like it under Bruce Boudreaux. They've gotten their offensive game back together again. Their team defense, I can't stress enough how much better it's looked, how much cleaner and crisper they've been transitioning the puck out of their own zone. Under Bruce Boudreaux, Thatcher Demko has been rock solid uh, in between the pipes during this stretch. I mean, the complete team game has been there for Vancouver. So I do worry about the break disrupting that momentum, but uh, I'll take my chances it doesn't here uh, at an even money price. And Anaheim does have some key uh, personnel missing. And obviously, it goes without saying Trevor Zegras is the big one uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. He's played terrific lately. Uh, still people talking about the lacrosse style pass that he gave. Uh, in the uh, game against Buffalo uh, for a goal by Sonny Milano. Uh, he's in COVID protocol. He'll miss at least this game uh, for the Ducks. They've got the young kid, Josh Mahura, on the blue line uh, that's not playing. They already were without Maxime Comtois and Adam Henrique as well. So all of a sudden, you got some depth concerns a little bit up front. Like your top six has taken a hit, Anaheim, going into this game. You've got Milano, Getzlaff, and Troy Terry. Still a pretty good top line, but it gets thin after that. I mean, Silverberg... This ain't Jacob Silverberg from Ottawa days. 
this guy's not giving you much right now. Uh, offensively, you got Delorier, more of a physical uh, player, of, you know, that's not going to really light it up offensively for you. Drops the gloves every now and then, and he's a tough son of a gun. Uh, Raquel Lundestrom, Derek Grant. I mean, all of a sudden, with what you're seeing with the Anaheim uh, personnel issues, forward group's a little bit spotty right now uh, for this Anaheim team. So that does concern me a little bit. Uh, again, a little bit of a break. Doesn't r- throw off the uh, rhythm uh, and the uh, and the momentum that Vancouver has, possibly. But I committed to betting Vancouver every game until they lost uh, since the coaching change took place. And that's where we're at tonight, Vancouver, for me. I'd lean over to it just because the total's five and a half uh, on a night where we saw just a, a goal explosion and sloppy play everywhere last night. The fact you can get a rare five and a half in this game, you know, makes me tempted to maybe have a small bet on the over as well. Uh, in this Canucks versus Ducks matchup. Uh, Andrew, what are your thoughts here on the nightcap, Vancouver, Anaheim? Well, I'll just start with this. Uh, very similar to what you said, I'm not betting Vancouver just off the, the streak. I'm not betting Vancouver just off Bruce Boudreaux. I'm betting on Vancouver because I've liked them from the start of the season, and I like the way their key players are starting to step up. A lot of it obviously has to do with the way they change with new scenery, new coach, obviously. But I had a little rant. I'm not going to do it again. But we do realize Bruce Boudreaux isn't on the ice going top corner, right? Bruce Boudreaux isn't playing goaltender. So it it kind of makes me mad. He's pushed the right buttons. He told Brock Besser, Andrew, to shoot the puck more. And I know, but that's like, how many words is that? Six, seven words? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you're getting paid $8 million a year, a coach telling you to shoot more, should oh are you serious? I should shoot more. That shouldn't you know what I mean? That's, shouldn't, you know, shouldn't clue in immediately. Yeah, so but maybe to, he just needed that nudge to get some confidence back because clearly he didn't have it before with Green, and now all of a sudden you're seeing him shooting more, and he's looking. He's I agree. I right. agree. And and it, it's it, to me it's not as much about canceling or, or uh, see I'm mad about the World Juniors right now. It's not as much about about the coach getting fired as it is really about a new voice in the room, like you're saying. Yeah. But I, I I think right now you can get plus 460, 470 at DraftKings, I believe, or maybe it's plus even better uh, for Vancouver to make the playoffs. I like these odds for them. I took them before the season started. I'm looking at even doubling down here on them to make the playoffs at even better odds. Um, when you look at this team, they're built obviously off scale, but they do have some grit. When they start playing physical – And when you start seeing even the top guys not have to worry as much about getting knocked around, they start controlling the pace themselves. And when they score the first goal, Ian, it's so huge for this Vancouver Canucks team. Demko, to me, is one of the better goalies in the league. And no Zegras, no Comtois, some injuries across the board for the Anaheim Ducks. A couple key top six players, like you said. Now, here's my question. I've already made it clear I like Vancouver in this game. I'm not saying I'm planning on doubling double dipping here but what are our thoughts on the total in this game because if you look at vancouver under bruce boudreaux so far we've seen a mixed bag of their opponent scoring there's been some close games they've won there's been i think it was a shootout in there maybe an overtime and then there's been there's been some times where they've allowed you know a shutout or it was a one goal you know anaheim has great goaltending as well and john gibson hasn't even been great but Stolarz and Gibson are a great goalie tandem. I think a lot of people are expecting goals in this game. I'm expecting very few, actually. I feel like the practice time that Bruce Boudreau got will implement even better defensive hockey. What are your thoughts on that? 
It's very possible. There's a reason this is five and a half because they've played good team defense under Boudreaux. You know, it's not just that they've been winning, but they've been doing it with balance. You know, they've had nights where they've scored four. They've had nights too where they've only scored two and they've still won because the team defense was solid. They weren't turning pucks over as much. They weren't fueling the other team's transition game, not giving up as many odd man rushes. That's what I notice, Andrew, more than anything with the Canucks, these six games under Boudreaux. They're not giving up the two-on-one, three-on-one rushes yes. uh, that they were uh, earlier in this season. Uh, for a defense, the, look, there's talent. on. There was always talent on this blue line. You've got a good, stable veteran guy in Tyler Myers uh, on that blue line. You've got Quinn Hughes, who on his best day could be an absolute difference maker for any team uh, on the blue line. He still needs to get better in his own end, but we know he's got all the other stuff, the shot, the passing ability, the vision, the skating ability, all that. Uh, but Ekman Larson, you know, has been a stalwart defenseman for years in this league, all of them with Arizona prior to this year. You know, I thought Pullman was a good get from Winnipeg. You know, this is a blue line that on paper looked better than they played uh, early in the season. And now they're starting to play like a better cohesive blue line. And it's definitely to the benefit of Vancouver. And to your point, like in the under, there's been some games, like I said, Canucks scored three or four. And there's been some games they've only scored two. And they've helped teams to 2 one 3 one and have won those type of games as well. So yeah. there is a case to be made for that under. That's where I'd look, but uh, I'm just going to stick here with uh, yeah. with Vancouver. That's where you know? you'd look, but do we actually pull the trigger uh, mm-hmm. coming on the heels of a night like what we saw last night? Yeah, <laughs> that's the key. That's the big You know, point. not to pat myself on the back, and, yeah. and I, I think that I've come a long way as far as, you know, probably even last year I would have bet that. Yeah. I would have bet both the side and the total. But yeah. – to me, the reason why I bring that up and ask you is that you want to create an opinion to see if you're right or wrong. doesn't mean you have to have money you've worked hard to earn or bet to put on that. You just want to know in your head, was I right or wrong? You don't have to bet it to prove yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly right. And JT Miller, there's another guy that's just thrived and found his game again under Bruce Boudreaux. He's been excellent. He scored a point in every single game since Bruce Boudreaux got there. Uh, JT Miller. And of course, he had three points, goal and two assists the game before the break that the Canucks played. Unfortunately, at DraftKings, no bargain if you're looking at JT Miller to score a point, uh, minus 220 uh, to score a point for uh, JT Miller tonight. So they've adjusted that, uh, rightfully so. Uh, like I say, he's, he's scored at least a point, collected at least a point uh, in every game since Bruce Boudreaux's been behind the bench uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So uh, Andrew and I both like in Vancouver here. We'll see if they can make it seven in a row. Uh, under Bruce Boudreaux. Great stuff with Andrew McGinnis. Great show. Great discussion. Great analysis. Hopefully you all enjoyed it watching and listening. 116 viewers live on YouTube. Hit the like button. Uh, Make sure you do that on the way out. We appreciate it a lot. All right, let's wrap up the show with best bets for a Wednesday. Uh, we got six games to choose from. Uh, Andrew, uh, 2-0 sweep with best bets for you and I yesterday. See if we can make it happen again. Andrew, what do you like for best bet tonight? Give me the Canucks. Best bet here on the Ice Guys show. Uh, it's it's not just about the streak, not just about the coach. I believe in this team. And uh, I it's and it's also kind of a fade on the Ducks as well. You know, um, it, I wouldn't be just blindly taking this Canucks team no matter who they're playing. I just think it's a good matchup here tonight. I like the price, and I think they'll get the job done. All right, like in Vancouver, minus 110 in this game. Uh, someone in our chat is Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver's got Myers and Pullman are their big absences tonight on the blue line. And Mott up front was a good depth forward. Other than that, everybody's good. But at this point of the season, who is healthy? 
I mean, it's, the question is Vancouver fully. Who is healthy right now? I mean, there's a lot of teams uh, dealing with player uh, and personnel issues, right? Player personnel issues right now. Uh, Vancouver and pretty much, you know, every other team in the league's got some kind of issue with the uh, players being out right now. It's just the uh, it's just the way it is at the moment. Alex B. Smith, there he is. Just to reiterate, his only bet and it's his best bet: Philly, Seattle. Uh, first period over one and a half minus one thirty-five. There you go. Best bet uh, for Alex tonight uh, in that one. Uh, my best bet. Look, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with it. Well, you know, it's, it's a dog, game. isn't it? It's a dog. It's Buffalo. I'm taking the Sabres tonight. Let's go Buffalo. <laughs> Let's go Buffalo. It's time to win. Uh, you're talking about laying a price on a road with the team that's lost six in a row, like the New Jersey devils. I'm drinking the uh, Kool-Aid here when it comes to Uka Pekka. Uh, in for the Buffalo Sabres. He's played well. Uh, I think they get a really big energy boost and just the team. It uplifts the spirits. Look, you're having a bad year. You're a young team. You're looking for things to grab onto. You see Alex Tuck hit the ice for the first time tonight as a Sabre. You see Peyton Krebs on the ice, who's got a bright future in this league, in my opinion. You get pumped up to play when you see that. And I think give me some goals in that game tonight. Exactly. And some goals for Andrew as well. And I, I will have a bet of the over as well, but I'm going to go with Buffalo plus plus one twenty uh, against the new New Jersey devils. Uh, that is going to be my best bet for this um, uh, Wednesday NHL card. Alex tough to score. Why not? Uh, I, w- I would sprinkle on that too. Like he's one of those guys. He doesn't need a game or two to get comfortable. But he contributes in other team. ways besides goal scoring yeah. ability. You know what I mean? Yeah. No doubt. Good forechecking, hard on the puck, keeps pucks alive in the offensive zone with the frame that he's got. Big physical player, good away from the puck, good and responsible, you know, defensively as well from the forward spot. So, yeah, he's going to bring – you're going to like him. Get ready. Uh, This is one of the good things about getting rid of Jack Eichel if you're the Buffalo Sabres is seeing uh, Alex Tuck here uh, in a Buffalo Sabres jersey uh, starting tonight. So, Buffalo for me. Uh, for best bet plus 120 against New Jersey. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of The Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.